Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Health, Wealth and Anything Else. Welcome back. It's another week, another episode. Got a new look for the podcast this week, as you might have noticed so far. It's also doing it, uh, well, if you're listening, you won't notice this difference, but also recording it as well, so you can potentially get some uh, easier clips on YouTube. So I might actually even post the whole podcast on YouTube. I'm not exactly sure yet. I'll see how it goes, see how it turns out. Might be good, might be rubbish. But let's get jumped straight into it. We're going to start with crypto and financial kind of news this week. First thing we'll talk about is the US has passed what they've called an anti-inflation bill, which is going to do nothing to fight inflation. So basically what they've done is passed a bill that means they can print $740 billion, which is a ridiculous amount. And obviously, as we know, inflation is caused by printing too much money, diluting the value of a currency. So they're going to try and fight that, supposedly, by printing even more money, which obviously will not work. But I've mentioned it before, they don't really want it to work. They're happy to completely crash the currency, crash the economy. That's kind of their aim. And in the meantime, with all this money being printed, they can hand it out to their friends and different businesses they're involved with before everything completely crashes down. So that's basically what's happening. And a lot of people kind of missing the complete irony of it because that they're printing money to fight inflation. It's literally, it's like you start eating McDonald's to lose weight. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's obviously not going to work. So 430 billion of that, which is more than half, if you're any good at maths, is going to be spent on fighting climate change, apparently, which again, that's another scam used to just siphon off money to their friends, to their businesses they're involved in. Whether you think there's actually any real climate change or not, is regardless, the majority of money, pretty much all the money that's spent on it, that's put into it, is just them trying to get rid of money, well not get rid of it, trying to pass it out to their friends, hide it through different businesses and investments and basically get all that money back to themselves. They just use it as that. Like. You could still think climate change is happening and still understand that they use it to pass money out to people. So that's what it's for. Another thing they're doing in America is they're going to raise taxes. It's probably most other countries are going to do too. And they're going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents, which again, I reckon other countries probably will follow suit too. So basically they're saying we're going to make sure that we squeeze every last penny out of just the average working normal person in the country. They're going to be getting richer and richer. They're throwing out money to themselves, to their friends, but they're going to squeeze every last penny out of you. That's the message they're sending out. That's what people need to understand and be prepared for that. They're, you know, they're going to be coming after people. They want, they want all your money. So, that's what we need to be aware of there in terms of actually within crypto also some very important stuff happened this week which first off 
the US banned the use of Tornado Cash, which that's basically an app where it's, it's a mixer. So people use it if they don't want to be tracked for all the money they have. So say you make a transaction on the blockchain, if people can tell that's you, they can follow the blockchain and they can see all the wallets that are linked to that and they can basically look at everything you've got, whether that's just random people looking or governments, whatever. But some people don't want that to be seen, so they use a mixer like Tornado Cash. The money will go in, it all gets mixed around, comes out randomly to other wallets and people can't track it. That's all it does, but they've banned it. It's been around for a while. So they're basically, I think their reason was that they think that North Korea apparently was North Korea is always a good one to blame because no one knows what goes on in North Korea. They just believe anything you say about it. So apparently North Korea were involved in some of the hacks that have happened recently. And apparently they used Tornado Cash to kind of uh, get rid of the trace. So that's their reason they've used. And they've said it's now illegal, which obviously <clears throat> it's just about, again, control. So if they get rid of anywhere where any mixes where you can hide the trail of your money, that means they've just got more and more control. Everything's on the blockchain, everything's visible on it. So if you you can't use those places, they can see everything, they've got more control of you and your money. So that's the end goal of it. But it's gone even further then this week because they've also now arrested one of the developers from it in, I think they arrested him in the, in the Netherlands, pretty sure is where it happened. But I mean, he's just a dev developer and he, he's written code for an app. They've made an app, which is perfectly legal up until they just made it illegal the other day. Perfectly legal. He just wrote code for it. You know, he's come up with it, written it, been part of it. And he's now being arrested for being involved in money laundering and other stuff, I think they've said about the charges of it. But it's like it's it's ridiculous and it's getting very out of hand with things like that, arresting them because you've got to start to look now at the knock-on effects that's going to have and the fact that it's probably going to hold back some advancements some i'm trying to think about what you'd even say technological advances in crypto because developers now are going to be more cautious about doing new projects and doing new things because they could just get arrested down the line if someone decides that oh no it's bad now what what you did so it's a, it's a very dangerous precedent it's basically just them saying that we don't agree with this i'm going to arrest you for it the guy's not done anything wrong if, even if someone used tornado cash for money laundering which they could have it's it is not his fault if he's just made an application that works and does a certain job if someone is going to use it illegally then that's fine. You know, people probably do drug deals in McDonald's car parks. Are they going to arrest the people at the top of McDonald's because illegal stuff happens in their car parks? Like, you know what I mean? They're just, it's not, he hasn't done it. He's just made an app and maybe some people have misused it. How much has actually been misused? I don't know. That's one of the things they kind of have used over the years to try and put people off crypto is that, oh, there's so much money laundering and it's all criminal money in crypto and stuff. It's not. It's There's there's more money laundering, more, you know, organized crime and stuff in normal money than, than crypto. That's just a, a thing they make up to try and put people off. But that's kind of a few things that happened this week which are pretty kind of important and not good, really, because 
it, it's as I said that the arrest, especially the arrest. I mean, banning is bad, but arresting the guy, one of the developers behind it, sets a very dangerous precedent for the kind of things that they're going to do now, which also ties in with the they raided uh, Donald Trump's house, of course, in in Florida this week, as well, trying to accuse him of stuff, and it just shows that you know people kind of have this whole thing of the West and you know the US that kind of these advanced democratic societies and then we have the other parts of the world like Africa and some parts of Asia painted as like these dictatorships you know they'll they'll arrest members of the opposition and false charges and all this to illegally get elections and fraud and forcing voters to do this and that and, you know America is basically doing the same thing they're not a free democracy at all they're arresting an opposition leader for nothing you know there's tons of people who could have been raided by the fbi who've actually done stuff i mean there's evidence out there i won't get too deep into the political side but anyway that plus the tornado cash thing is bad signs that it's just more and more control closing in you can't do anything and you can't get away but let's talk a bit about where crypto actually is right now so it's been quite interesting the last couple of weeks seeing where we're going we've kind of had a, a bit of a relief rally we had of course the cpi this week which uh I, I said i would cover and it was not too much crazy happened from it to be honest and we actually have kind of kind of continued with the trend from it so we were we were kind of ranging it wasn't anything too we we were in a slight uptrend for the last few weeks, but over the last couple of days, we're kind of ranging, slight downtrend maybe coming into it. Um, then price sort of came up in the morning before the announcement. It pumped on the announcement. Um, and I, I was kind of expecting either to dump first and then pump or to pump and then dump, but it kind of just pumped and stayed up. It's, it's kind of, since then, it's kind of ranged around that area of the price, but kind of pumped up the cpi came in at 8.5 percent they predicted 8.7 so everyone was happy that it was 0.2 lower than it should have been but obviously we shouldn't be happy with 8.5 percent inflation because that's ridiculous and actual inflation will be much higher than that so it wasn't it didn't have a huge effect it kind of if it had been much higher maybe it could have affected differently or if it's a lot lower maybe even a more positive response but overall we kind of just continued with the kind of trend we're on which is kind of a slow grind up we're looking good to go higher but nothing moves in a straight line in crypto so over the next few weeks month there's a good chance that we do continue a rally and go higher but there will be pullbacks along the way so if we start pulling back that doesn't mean it's necessarily over but it's probably it's probably not gonna well, it's definitely not going to last forever. It's going to last a while. Now, one of the things interesting around it is there's a there's a narrative kind of behind it, which is that the, the Ethereum merge has been officially announced as a date. So, for those who don't know, I think I've spoken about it before, the Ethereum merge is essentially moving from proof of work to proof of stake. So, the gas fees on Ethereum are very high, which is one of the things it's known for. I mean, pretty much the majority of crypto is built on Ethereum chain, even the sort of the other chains that are built on top of it there's a huge amount on there it's the one used most for smart contracts and all of that there's a lot on it 
but gas fees are high especially if it, if it gets busy it can be really really high stuff can take a long time to go through but the gas fees should come down a lot with this move so proof of work is where it has to be mined like you know like bitcoin and things like that the proof of stake is people stake coins to a node and produce it and whatever it's i won't get into technical stuff of it but it's basically easier cheaper to do it should be so it's been i think about two years delays of it it was being supposed to have been done ages before i was in crypto and eventually we've now got a date so september 15th and 16th is when it's going to happen which is a month away from now and they i think last week they had the last um the last test merge from the test nets which went successfully so we're pretty much all good to go for the merge in a month's time so i think that we're going to see a continued push up probably until then until around then but i do think that either before it or after it it we are going to dump back and probably to new lows from where we've been before might not be an instant dump to new lows but we're going to dump continue down and eventually we are going to hit new lows i think because it's coming close to i was kind of looking at around november time for us to probably fully bottom out in the market if we continue the cycles of the previous years so that's something to bear in mind ethereum has looked strong it's it's probably looked stronger than bitcoin over the last week or so and so if we are going to see that continue push up then ethereum and probably some some of the other coins that are sort of tied to ethereum that in ethereum pairs that probably alts that are linked to that are probably going to see good hopefully some good increases i mean over the last couple of weeks some alts have seen very good uh, increases pushes up so they might not have a huge amount left to push up before we come back down but ethereum itself definitely could i mean it was only uh maybe like a month or so ago that ethereum was actually trading at, it, it bottomed so far in the market at about a thousand dollars trading it's now around two thousand so you know that's a that's a 100 percent increase in a, in about a month so it's been looking good it can push higher definitely it could break through 2000 go a bit higher i don't know how much higher than that Bitcoin, we could see pushing up to 26, 28, something like that, but probably not much higher than that. I, I think definitely we are going to get smacked back down and hit new lows at some point. Ethereum back below 1,000 into the hundreds. As I say, Bitcoin, I think, could go near 10,000. So I think the longer this kind of rally goes on and coming towards the merge, the more you start to see people starting to grow in confidence that it's that we're heading back to a bull run and people always have a reason and excuse for everything so in the last bull run people were talking about it's different this time around there's this institutional adoption and there's all this stuff happening so we're not gonna have a normal site we're just gonna keep going up there won't be a pullback we'll keep going up that was the that was the narrative that was what m3 ac believed in which is why they got liquidated they were fully long believing that all the way down and people have this narrative but it doesn't actually matter like the cycles happen regardless it's just noise around it so people will start giving this narrative of the merge ethereum it's going to hit and we're just going to you know explode and that's fine we've already bombed we're going to go back to a bull run already and you know we we won't i 
you know, there's probably like a 0.01% chance of that happening. You know, who knows it could happen, but I doubt, seriously doubt it does. I think we go back to new lows. As I say, it's it gives a reason for a little, there's always bear market rallies in every one. We've got a little narrative for it now, which is the Ethereum merge. Probably going to run up to that. And then, well, I mean, we could dump afterwards, but also what the market could do is some people might be looking at it thinking, you know, there's a good chance we'll go up, up, up and dump afterwards. So some people will be preparing to sell out just after, you know, take their profits then. So the market makers might actually decide, let's front run it, dump it a couple of days before the merge and kind of catch people out before they've got a chance to take their profits. So that could happen as well. But we'll see how it goes, how it develops over the next couple of weeks. Potentially from the CPI, we had quite a good few days of pushing up. So we've had some pullbacks along the way, but potentially this week we could pull back a little bit consolidate a bit we'll see like we always say you never know you just never know what's going to happen but for now it's kind of positive but as i always say to people have a plan to take your profits always be looking to take profits it's not the it's not the time of the cycle to be going big into anything because it's just too risky right now so you can get some good returns say ethereum's up about 100 percent in the last month some alts have pumped 200, 300%, but, you know, it's a lot harder to find them and you could get into it maybe just too late. It might be up 100%. You think it's going another 100, you get in there and it just dumps back to what it was. So it's very risky right now. Very risky. A bull run is very easy to make money. Bear market, very easy to lose money. So I'd say for now, sit on your hands, take profit if there's anything to take and just start to plan for the the next bull run which is what i always like to talk about actually one other thing i will mention is um on the crypto front that this week there was news that blackrock which uh basically own pretty much everything a lot a lot of stuff blackrock own a huge amount of things which you wouldn't even know that blackrock owned huge money in there and they've kind of always been well not always They've been very against crypto, said about how bad it is, whatever. But basically now they have actually set up a, you know, I I didn't uh, make too many notes of talking about this because I hadn't planned to. I think it's a fund that basically people can invest in and get exposure to crypto. But basically they're basically kind of adopting it. So that's kind of a big news. It's kind of, it's a double-edged sword, all this stuff, because on the one hand, for what crypto stands for is basically decentralization giving power back to the people giving you control of your money and all of that and on the one hand you don't actually want all this involvement from institutions governments the things like with tornado cash being made legal arresting developers for a truly decentralized system you don't want any of that but people also want to make money and in order to make money you need that new money coming in institutions taking it so it's like a double-edged sword like yeah if you want to make money you need that but if you're kind of truly one of the original people you share the original beliefs of what crypto was and Bitcoin was, then you kind of wouldn't want that. But then you're maybe not going to make big money. So it's kind of a, a coin toss of what you actually want. But I don't think there's any way to stop all the institutional adoption anyway. So let's just try and make some money in the meantime. Good news. Our podcast is now available on another new platform. This one is called Newsly. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It basically finds the trending articles on the web for any topic you can think of. 
and it reads them out to you in a natural human voice so you don't even have to read them yourself. You can follow any kind of topics on there, there's sports, there's business, health, Bitcoin, even the Kardashians if you really want to know about them. And they also have podcasts, of course, your favorite, the Health World Podcast is there. They've got podcasts from over 80 countries and I listen to all of my podcasts on there now and they even have digital radio. So you can download and use Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code WEALTH, I'll also put that in the description, you will get a one month free premium subscription. So go and download Newsly now, subscribe to our podcast and get your one month free. So we've got two guests with us again. And do you want to tell your names? What's your names? You go first. Rudy and Ghosty and and Bo. Okay. And we're going to talk about some sports, are we? Yeah. Right. Uh, Tell me your favourite sport then, Bo. Relay race. Relay race. Yes. Now me. Now you, Rudy. What's yours? Bounce it, egg on the spoon. Oh, egg and spoon. Egg and spoon race. You did that sports day, didn't you? Very good. Egg and spoon race and relay race. So you both like running. You can also do catapult. Catapult? Yeah. What's that? Who can catapult the, the coconut the forest? <laughs> Is that a sport? Yeah, well, it's a competition. Thing. A competition. Um, Any other sports you like playing? Um, I like Jumping. Jumping, yeah. Yeah. Who jumped the highest? Who can jump the highest? Can jump higher than you? Can you? Yes. Okay, I guess so then. What about anything else? Any other things you like? Javelin. Javelin? You ever done javelin? Yeah. Remember at Sports Day? Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. Yes. And the practice. I like and the bike at Sports Day. Bike race on a bike race. Bike race at Sports Day. I love bike races. I like going on the train. You like going on the train? Yeah, I don't think that's a sport, but that's that's good to like, going on the train. Yeah. You've never been on a train before, Rudy. I did. I, I think he has. On a little on time, train. Has he? Who knows? Not saying I got airport, the little train. Airport. Did we go on a train at the airport? Yeah. Ah, there you go. So he has been on a train. We did go on a train, didn't we? You're right. So he's been on a train. Um. Okay, what else can we talk about? Trampoline. Yeah, jumping on trampolines fun, isn't it? You do like doing flips, don't you? Can you do a backflip yet? No, still practicing that one. Okay. What was we doing yesterday? Independent pool. Nah. Jump on my scooter. Yeah. Did ramp made a ramp, didn't we? Jumped on the scooter. You got a, you got a scar on your knee from it. Scar. A battle scar. Yeah, got a war wound on your knee from falling off. But we did some pretty cool jumps, didn't we? Yeah, you jumped on your bike, didn't you, Rudy? Yeah. Bo jumped on his scooter. No, I jumped on my bike. I jumped on the scooter with ten times every George. Next to bit. Yeah. Okay. Remember, we George. Okay, I thought I was maybe slightly in front. Okay, it was a draw, it was declared a draw. Longer than mine. That's right. Because he's, he's older than you, that's why his legs are longer. When you get older, yours will grow longer and longer. I'm and longer to my feet. They're getting longer, aren't they? That's what happens when you grow. Yeah, that's right, your bones grow long. Yeah, your muscles, your bones, every part of you all grows together as you get longer. I don't know if your eyes get bigger. Your nose gets bigger, yeah. 
Well, your teeth fall out and then you get adult teeth, don't you? So they grow. Your beard. Yes. Your beard, yes. In my eyes. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, well, you do have bones uh, around your eyes that your eye sits inside. It's called your eye socket. Eye socket. You do. <laughs> you know everything, do you? About everything, too. Do you? Okay, then. If you know about everything, uh, tell me what's the longest bone in the body. What? Don't, don't, just... It's called, but I know what it begins with. What does it begin with? Er? I think. No. <laughs> Ends in er. Well, it's in it's in your legs called the femur. I don't think you knew that, but I just you just said you knew everything, so I was just checking. All joking ourselves. <clears throat> I, I actually said in my mind I was going to say the, the end. Right, uh, here's a question for you, Rudy. What's your favourite food? This bit. Chips. 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 No, not chips. Fish and chips. You like fish and chips? Yeah. They're the best. On the end, with. Uh, stinky ones. Onion wings are the best. Oh. Yeah, I love onions. Stinky. I love them. Get me healthy. They make you healthy, do they? Yeah, they're quite healthy. Well, yeah, they are. They're vegetables, so they are quite healthy onions, but I don't think it's healthy. Yes, you like carrots, don't you? And potatoes make me healthy. Fish. Yes, potatoes are good for you. Protein. Fish. Fish. Meat, cucumber make me healthy. Yeah, cucumbers good. I don't actually like oh. it. <laughs> cucumber, but, but I just like it. I actually eat lettuce. You like lettuce? I, lettuce, but I don't like lettuce, but I just eat it. It does. Um, I like to eat broccoli. Chocolate? Not chocolate. I don't eat chocolate. Broccoli. And others. I consider my favourite sweets. Okay, come on then. Tell me your favourite sweets then. Jellies. Jellies. You like jellies? What's yours, Bo? Mint balls. Mint balls. Very nice. What's your Rudy? What's your favourite dinner? Like, what's your favourite meal? Chips. Just chips as a meal. <laughs> Not a meal. You know my favourite. What's your favourite, Bo? Biscotti bolognese. Oh, is that your favourite, is it? You like that one? Yeah. And pizza. And chips. Pasta, pizza and chips. <laughs> That's your favourite dinner. <laughs> pizza, pasta and chips. On the pizza. And pasta, daddy. Double pasta. Yeah. Then is my favourite. Okay. Sounds uh, good, I suppose. What about fruit? You like fruit? What's your favourite fruit? Fruit, honey, melon and strawberries. That's good. Rudy, what's your favourite fruit? Mine is grapes and strawberries. <laughs> you don't have to shout it in. Grapes and strawberries. That's good. Yeah. I like grapes and strawberries too. And me. They keep me healthy. Look they do keep me healthy. That's Rudy shouting. Very healthy they know. are, because I know everything. No, you don't. Yeah, do. You don't even know the dwarf planets. Um, I know the dwarf planets because you told me them. Yeah, but before that you didn't know them. <laughs> but now I know everything. Yes, Rudy, no, ask a question. Keep healthy. No, sweets don't keep you healthy. Oh, fruit. Sorry, yes, fruit does keep you healthy. Yeah, fruit's very healthy for you, yeah. Scary stuff. You like scary stuff? Really scary stuff. Like what? 
ghosts. You like ghosts? Skeletons. Skeletons? Zombies. Zombies? Um, and all the other scariest things. You like scary stuff, Roots? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like reindeers. They're not scary. They're not scary. They are not scary. They are not scary. Oh, the reindeers at dark. Reindeers at dark Christmas. And Reggie was from Santa's sleigh when it was Christmas. Was he? Yeah. Night. Yeah. Then morning, Santa gave Reggie back to me. Did he? Yeah. I don't think you even had Reggie last Christmas. I did, Daddy. I did. We live at Christmas. They do live on Christmas, don't they? Yeah. yeah. That brings on to another one. What's your favourite animal? My favourite animals are saber-toothed tor- giant tortoise. Well, I don't. I think they call that. Is that a real animal? I don't think that's a real animal. Do you want to try again? They're not real animals, but I just call them that because they're real and they're giant turtles and they have big tooths sticking out. So just giant turtle, you mean? Yeah, but they have big tooths. I believe you. Saber tooth, giant turtle. I'm going to look that one up. Rudy, what's your favourite animal? Fishes. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Fishes. Okay. Fishes are cool. Awesome. Especially eagles. Eagle. Yeah, that's cool. Eagle's not a fish. Yeah, but they're quite cool. <laughs> What's your favourite thing to do, Bo? Um, we lay braces and jump in off my scooter. Sounds cool. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming on. I'm sure you'll be back again sometime soon, won't you? Okay, so moving on, we're going to talk about some health topics. Now, one particular thing that I'm going to talk about is something that's really, it annoys me in general. And lately I've just been seeing so much of it, it's really annoying. And the thing that it is, is terrible, terrible, terrible health advice from Instagram, we say health influencers. So they're, you know, might be classed themselves as personal trainers or coaches or nutrition coaches or whatever. Or some of them, they just post all their working out and whatever, post other stuff. But some of the advice is just ridiculous. A lot of it to do with weight loss. Maybe they're weight loss coaches and things like that. And what I've seen a lot of them saying is basically just, they talk a lot about and just concentrate on calories to save about. Calories is what's matter. Calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. Which essentially is true. If you're at a calorie deficit, if you're burning more calories than you're eating, you will lose some weight because that's natural. But what they are saying, what I see a lot of them saying, is that they're basically, they would say, oh, we're not actively encouraged. But if you basically read between the lines and you see what they're saying, they're basically saying to people, it's okay to eat fast food and rubbish food and all that if you watch your calories. And it's terrible advice. Like I see them, like, you know, saying about, oh, these these are all the McDonald's meals with their calories. You know, these these are actually not got as many calories as you might think. You can You could have that. I think one of them giving an example of a day's food or something for being healthy and losing weight, and they've got like a little fast food bit in there, like, oh, it's only this many calories. Like, it's ridiculous advice, and it's terrible advice. Calories are not created equal. We've spoke about this before. It, they're not created equal. Just because you can lose weight at a calorie deficit 
doesn't mean that you do it eating any food. What you feed yourself is so important. Nutrition has much bigger effects than anyone thinks, than people even understand, the majority of people. It affects everything. And what's the point of you losing some weight, but being unhealthy, cancer or other illnesses and diseases and dying young just because you lost weight eating fast food like eat properly the fact of the matter is that if you eat a proper healthy diet and you're exercising you can eat a lot but people don't understand people think you need to lose weight by just not eating much just restrict your calories but if you're doing it right you can eat a lot and lose weight and one example i'd I don't. I haven't followed him much over the last couple of years, so I don't know if the content and advice he's given is still good. But one guy's the body coach. So, a couple of years back, I think it was before we were even married, my wife basically got the the body coach plan, whatever it was at the time, you know, for weight loss. And sh- and she was eating huge amounts of food, like the the meals he gave, the nutrition, like you were eating tons of food, but she was still losing weight because she was eating the right food. And she was exercising around it. And so, like I say, I, I don't know if he's still giving good advice, but back then he was because you can eat a lot. People think that to lose weight, you've got to not eat. But it's not true at all. You can lose weight eating if you eat right. So it's just it just annoys me that people in that position where people look up to them, they respect them. And these people are saying, oh, no, you can do that. Like they're just trying to be relevant and popular. People want to hear, no, you can eat your crappy fast food and still lose weight. People want to hear that. So they tell them that. But it's terrible advice. It, it really is. And it's not good for you in the long run. You'd be better off not losing the weight and eating healthily. But to be honest, if you ate healthily, you would lose the weight. So it's kind of a, a moot point. And I mean, also the muscle weighs more than fat. So when you're eating this rubbish fast food and you're losing weight, what you're probably actually losing is muscle. You're probably not actually losing fat. So it's just, there's no there's no benefits to it. I don't like going off weight. I've, I've, you know, I don't even know the last time I weighed myself. I'm not interested in weighing myself. I don't go off weight. I always say it to my wife. I think women have a bigger issue with it. Just ignore weight. Weight is nothing. Your weight will fluctuate throughout the day. What you want to go off is how you feel and how you look. You can look in the mirror and be happy with how you look, or you can look and be unhappy. But you could be in great shape, stand on the scales one morning, and it could give you a number that makes you unhappy. But who cares? if you're looking good you're feeling good so just don't include weight in anything if you're trying to lose weight don't weigh yourself go off how you look progress photos are good I, I like the use of progress photos because people forget like people you could be really out of shape and then just really gradually get into shape over time work get into into shape but if you if you don't kind of have progress photos of where you were here where you were there especially if it's like a gradual improvement which is the best way to do it you can kind of forget how out of shape you were and how much better you look and you kind of feel like oh i've still got to do so much like you you have never-ending goals you constantly want to lose more weight or do more of this and to be able to look back and say look this is what i was this one here look wow that's a huge difference i've come a long way that's a really good thing to have really positively reinforces the fact that what you're doing is right because as well if you kind of say you did it over two months and actually you've changed quite a bit you look a lot better you still got some way to go but you kind of forget how bad you looked originally and you kind of look at yourself think oh two months in i've got loads to do you could become discouraged and be like you know i'd give up 
whereas actually you've made huge progress in two months and you just step back and look at it so that'd be my advice don't listen to those annoying influencers who spout anything that will get them views don't listen to them you need to worry about the quality of your calories not the quantity eat properly don't weigh yourself go off how you look and keep track of your progress because it will it will encourage you so that's my little rant about that anyway in terms of while i'm on that subject i have a quick talk about it because obviously when we talk about your quality of food uh, we say about how you want stuff that's as as non-processed as possible you know minimum ingredients minimum processes is the more natural it's going to be that's what you want you don't want food that's processed full of these chemicals that are bad for you so one of the things that's is meat now meats in the supermarkets wherever you get it's not going to give you the nutritional value and health that it would have done hundreds of years ago because you know they've pumped them up they've the cattle and stuff have been pumped with antibiotics and other chemicals they're fattened up with stuff they're all pumped with water it's not very good so to find good grass-fed meat what ryan used to say about and that is important so i actually recently uh through my networking i've come across a guy who he's in Wales. he's based in wales he has a farm there and he has grass-fed cattle and so they they sell beef and they, they send it out so you can get it delivered in so i've started using them it's the meat's delicious it's massive absolute massive i got a they do a 5 kg box and a 10 kg box you get a ton in there it's huge and it's good quality meat and it's healthy you know it's healthy and actually it actually works out cheaper than buying the same stuff from the supermarket so it's not even more expensive i mean to to look after your health it's worth spending more money but with this you don't even need to so what i'll do is i'll, I'll link their site in the description of this podcast but it's called pearson farming based in wales you can go on their site and order either a 5 kg or 10 kg box of meat tells you all what will be in it i think they send them out about once a month something like that so you can get your orders in beforehand and, and do it and it's it's well priced it's healthy and it's good quality stuff so that's what i'm using at the moment and it's things like that just finding little ways to improve it so okay i can now get good quality meat i'll do that then maybe even sourcing you could say i could source my fruit and veg at a local farmer's market which is probably better quality than the stuff that's in a supermarket has been sent from a country across the other side of the world and more than likely has been had more chemicals on it to make it last so just bit by bit you can start to improve find a different supplier a different place to get something that's more healthy and make those changes with the i made the change with the sparkling water. i drink sparkling water now i try to i try to actually not drink tap water as much as i can tap water is just Tap water is almost worse than drinking no water. It's full of so many chemicals nowadays. It, you can almost just taste it. When I drink it now, it's just, you can almost just taste the stuff in it. It's not nice. So I try and avoid that. I drink the sparkling water. Obviously, I, I drink tap water sometimes, but I try and limit it. So it's just taking those little bits, improving it, get good quality meat, stop drinking your tap water, or filter your tap water, have a filter and filter it um you know find fruit and veg somewhere better stop eating fast food and rubbish cook your own food so make those little changes and you're going to see a big difference in that and it really start to improve so oh excuse me another thing i wanted to touch on quickly is 
and this is developed to your diet nutrition it's just a little interesting point i just re was reading about an article about some research they did on basically sun sunlight and your diet and so they did an experiment with some animals and basically they gave half of them the usual diet that animal would eat in the wild and half of them they fed them the standard american diet what standard american eats nowadays and then they exposed them to basically uv rays representing you know the sun giving the equivalent of what you get from the sun being that all day and basically none of the animals eating their standard diet develop skin cancer but most of the ones or it maybe even all of the ones on the american diet develop skin cancer same sun exposure different diet so it just it just shows i've said it before about the sun does not cause skin cancer it doesn't okay now obviously you want to look after your skin in the sun so you don't want to be burning your skin you know you don't don't go out there and just get but if you if you burn badly in the sun that is bad for your skin don't do that but the sun does not give you skin cancer your diet does and actually your diet actually affects how well you tan and can last in the sun so there's been um experiments uh, on this as well and research that if you change your diet you can be out in the sun a lot longer without burning and your, your skin can deal with it a lot better if you change your diet so a huge amount of the sun's effects are from diet because let's be honest go back hundreds or thousands of years they didn't have sun cream okay there was no such thing as sun cream i doubt everyone was walking around with burnt skin all the time or skin cancer because they were eating good natural diets back then and they didn't have all the chemicals and the seed oils and stuff in them no one was getting skin cancer and people were probably able to be out in the sun all day without burning so that tells you all you need to so the diet is so important that's just another way that it affects it you no one would think that you wouldn't think oh well maybe it's my diet that's made me makes me burn so easily or it's given someone skin cancer people don't think that but that's what it is it's your diet the majority i think pretty much every illness that's around essentially i mean obviously there'll be some exceptions but pretty much everyone comes from diet so if you change your diet you can basically get rid of anything so you need to bear in mind how important it is the other thing that goes hand in hand with diet obviously is exercise and exercise is so important people sometimes debate about oh, what's more important nutrition exercise it's hard to say that one's more important than the other because they're both super important you need to be exercising as well regardless of whether you want to lose weight or not just to be healthy you need to exercise your body needs exercise and it makes you feel better has a good effect on your mental health as well so everybody needs to be exercising there's no excuse absolute no excuse to not exercise you could start with walking if that's the level of fitness you're at all you can do is walk you start with walking go for a good walk three times a week start to build it up get to jogging do some little workouts at home with some weights like a 20 minute workout it's just you need to be exercising to keep yourself healthy it has huge huge effects there's been again research done where people who've had cancer the ones who've exercised through it as opposed to ones who've been doing nothing the ones who exercise have had much better results in terms of recovering and, and fighting it so exercise is huge should not be um should not be downplayed the effect it has and everyone needs to be doing it literally everyone I, like give me one reason why someone couldn't exercise everybody can exercise unless you're literally like fully paralyzed even 
let's say you can't even walk, let's say you're in a wheelchair, what's, what's to stop you doing upper body exercise? Okay, exercise is exercise, you exercise what you can exercise, and it's, like, there's, there's no reason, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any acceptable excuse for doing no exercise, so everyone needs to be doing it. So, I kind of just wanted to outline, kind of give a couple of basic steps of things that you can start to do, that I would recommend start to do now, to improve your health overall. So, with your diet, I would say, and I've said this before, the easiest way, absolute easiest way to have an effect on your diet immediately and on your, your health and to make you feel better is intermittent fasting, okay? Intermittent fasting, so easy. It doesn't sound it. When people talk about it, I'd heard people talk about it before. I hadn't tried it and bothered. It's like, oh, don't really want to go that long without eating. So easy to do. As I said, I think the easy, just cheap way to do it is to skip breakfast because you're asleep for like at least half of your fasting at the time anyway. So it's easy. Just eat in that eight hour window, then you don't eat in the 16 hours. So between 12 uh, midday and eight in the evening is when I eat. And then I don't eat from eight through till 12 the next day. And it's easy and you'll feel benefits of it. And it, it there's huge benefits that it has in your body from intermittent fasting. So that's a first one I do. That's an easy step, I think. And I do it every single day. You could just do it a couple times a week. It doesn't have to be every day. You could do it a couple times a week couple of days on, couple of days off. But that's an easy step. A second one is cut out or cut down on sugar. If you cut it out completely, great, but cut down. So obviously sweet treats, sugar's in that. Obviously there's sugar in a ton of things. You're going to struggle to cut, cut it out completely. But if you can definitely start to cut back, sugar is like, sugar's a killer. Sugar, You need to be careful of sugar. Like people kind of probably again downplay how bad it is. Like sugar and we're talking like processed sugar you can get natural sugars in stuff which is not the same thing but these processed sugars are <clears throat> they're bad very bad so sweets chocolate sweet treats things like that cut them down as much as you can you don't have to completely cut it out you can have a treat sometimes but if you cut down that so intermittent fasting cut down on sugar exercise a minimum of two to three times a week minimum really should be hitting three but we'll say two to three try and get people started that's what you need to do you need to exercise so if you can intermittent fasting you can try and cut down your sugar you can start exercising two or three times a week you're going to feel the benefits 100 percent, you'll feel the benefits and also like i said before if you can start to just gradually just increase not increase improve parts of your diet like i said getting good quality meat not drinking fizzy drinks and, and more, getting better quality fruit and veg. Don't add takeaways and fast food. Start to cook more stuff yourself. If you can just gradually introduce different things and start just to improve your diet, because I don't even like to call it diet. Obviously, a diet like is what you eat all the time originally. The word diet is, you know, if you look back at the diet a few years ago, it's just what they ate. But nowadays, diet is like a fad. Like you do a couple of weeks of a certain diet and then you go back to eating normally. So I don't really like using the word diet so much, but your 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 nutrition, you want to change your lifestyle. So you don't want to do a fad diet. You don't want to say, I'll just change everything for two weeks and then I'll just go back to normal because that will never achieve anything. So that's why I say maybe over time, you should change a bit of this. And you're like, yeah, that's working fine. Okay, I'll change a bit of this. And it's easier to keep. So you want something that you can keep up, do over time. These are long-term things. You want to change this for the rest of your life. I'm not planning to go back 
to you know maybe in six months i'll just go back to how i was eating before like no this is this is how you eat now this is how you live your life so it's just a step at a time i think is the best way to do it gradual improve 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 as i always say keep improving yourself you should never want to stay the same always keep improving and so they're my basic steps i'll run through them one more time so just intermittent fasting start that cut out as much sugar as you can from your diet exercise minimum of two to three times a week and just gradually start to improve the quality of the food you're eating if you can implement those things you're going to start to see some good improvements in your physical health and that's going to lead on to your mental health we've spoke before about the link between nutrition and mental health and, and that's a real thing so as you start to eat better feel better yeah, exercising mentally you're going to be stronger and in a better place too so if you implement those things that's going to be good that's probably about all i've got time for this week hope you've uh, enjoyed the podcast hope you enjoyed the new uh, little setup with it trying to make it more professional and hopefully i will I'll, I'll see you again next week and we'll see what what topics are coming up next week i'm sure there'll be a lot happening before then so thank you very much we'll see you then hey guys thank you so much for tuning into the show i really hope that you enjoyed it if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast or you'd like to appear on it then please contact us at hwpoduk at gmail.com on our website which is healthwealthuk.com or on any of our social medias which are at hwpoduk please make sure you like subscribe share it with all your friends and family and we will see you next week we